welcome and welcome back, Holtians. You are tuned into Holt Pod, the one and only podcast stream for the Holt International Business School Postgraduate Campus London. Hashtag Holt Talks, hashtag Holt Pod. Hi everyone, and welcome to HALT Pod with the HALT PG team, where we explore business and leadership topics associated with the depths of human potential and possibility through scientifically backed research and psychological principles. In each episode, we'll talk with inspiring and thought-provoking guests who will stimulate your dynamic thinking, deepen your self-awareness, and help you better understand our global business world. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome and welcome back, Holtians. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are talking all things TEDx Holt London and the upcoming Game Changers event, uh, which focuses on breakthroughs that impacted the world and altered the course of history. Um, we have with us today two fantastic guests. Uh, Vera Ortega, uh, president of the TEDx Holt London team and a third year student here at Holt, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Professor Ali Fenwick, um, who is a professor here at Holt of organizational behavior and innovation at Holt. Um, how are you both doing, Vera? How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Savannah. Thanks so much for having me here. It's a pleasure to be meeting um, Dr. Ali as well. And yeah, looking forward to, to this podcast. Absolute pleasure. And and Ali, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Happy to be here as well and to share the stage together with uh, Vera and yourself. And so looking forward to our conversation today. Fantastic. Thank you both for being here today. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get straight into it. It's, it's very exciting. I, I know you have uh, around 700, I think it is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, sign-ups to the event so far. So, um, Vera, tell us more about the Game Changers uh, topic. Uh, tell us more about the event itself. Yeah, you know, actually, I'm going to take the opportunity to say, just because today I got the news, we hit 1,000 registrations. Amazing. So, yeah, we're super, super excited, really thrilled with the, the results so far. Um, so, yeah, just a little bit about our event. I mean, we've, we've obviously been working on it for the past couple of months with the team. Uh, this year, we have actually people all over the world working on it because we took advantage of the fact it's an online event. We got to recruit people from different campuses. Um, mm -hmm. So we have even PG London, but also, you know, Boston, San Fran and all that and Dubai. So, so it's really exciting. Um, and as you said, the topic is game changers, focusing on kind of these, these ideas or projects or concepts um, that our speakers are going to share about across a variety of industries that have impacted sort of that that industry, right? Um, and yeah, another fun or cool twist to this year's event is that we're gonna be able to present it in AR. So people are gonna have the option to watch it on YouTube Live, but also through there, we'll guide you to how you can watch it on AR as well, because we thought it would make for a better, kind of more engaging online experience. Of course, how exciting, incredibly exciting. Um, and I know also you've got a fantastic lineup of speakers um, this year, I know of uh, Gleb Tritus, and he's uh, doing your uh, transportation transformation. Uh, Trudy West is on psychology. Um, Max Klemenko, social media. Uh, mm -hmm. Raj Bala Sanderman on AI and fashion. 
and Michelle Lee Sustainability. You also have uh, Ranu Sharma as well. Um, yeah. That's correct, isn't it? And she's finance and accounting. Um, yeah. How did you go about finalizing the speakers in relation to the, the topic? Um, well, the speaker selection, we, we go through this thorough process of kind of um, spreading out the application form to potential speakers everywhere. So this can be other universities, this can be through the whole network um, or alumni network, or generally speaking, we also publish it on, on LinkedIn. So it is open to the public. And then through there, we get a lot of um, applicants and we have other professors that also might put forward um, sort of their colleagues' names or something like that, or share the application form with them. Everyone does have to, to su submit the application form, of course, but after that, we'll just kind of select and start filtering from there, move on to in interviews. We do try to make it as diverse as possible. So one factor that might play a role is whether we already have a speaker on, on the subject that that person, this new candidate proposes, then we might have to evaluate which of the two is a better fit to the rest of the line that we're considering. We, which are better fit to the topic overall. So there's all these factors that um, we consider. Um, yeah, and, and also we were just really excited that a lot of our team put the effort to also spread around even in their country. So for example, Gleb, Gleb is a good example for that because he's actually based in Germany. So not our typical network here in London, um, but he is managing the Lufthansa Innovation Hub. So of course right, right. fitting to the topic and, and that was just a great fit. And other examples are, are in there as well, but that's generally how we go about it. Fantastic. And um, as well, you know, this huge BEAM collaboration, how, how did that come about? Um, so when kind of the team and I were, were sort of thinking how we can make the experience more engaging and the idea came up that we could do it in AR. And so that our head of operations was, was super keen on that idea and driving it forward. So he reached out with his team um, to different companies across London that sort of offered this as a service. Obviously our, our budget is limited though. And as a student run non-for-profit organization, that was a bit of a, of a limiting factor, but nevertheless, we were really lucky to find Beam who were super keen on collaborating with us on this as well. Um, so they've been very, very supportive of what we're doing. Um, they were really keen on working with, with TEDx and that's how kind of the collaboration happened. And ever since we've just been, I can say like really supportive of each other. So they'll constantly speak about us and we'll constantly speak about them because it's thanks to them that we can obviously offer this experience, um, which is I think very different and unique in the online event. It is, it is amazing. I'm sure everyone will be super glad to have the insight there. And of course, how we can all <laughs> bring about those kind of collaborations. Um, as president of, of the TEDx Halt uh, London team, uh, what, what do you feel have been your greatest leadership challenges um, in rolling out this event, you know, how, how has that affected your strategy? Um, I would say that maybe one of the, the biggest sort of pivots that we had to do, um, just because we first saw things with the COVID situation being, let's say, good enough that we could still have an offline event. And obviously, you know, this is the third year that, that I've been a part of TEDx and that we've been doing this. So offline events has been the norm. Um, and what I was afraid of is that it would kind of hit the, the team's motivation a bit more hardly because they applied to be a, members of the team when it was an offline event, right? right? So that's what they signed up for. So I wasn't sure how they were gonna take the news when we agreed with Holt that it was the best way to move forward to do, to do an online event. Um, but the reception was super, super good on their side. So that took a big weight off my shoulders because as long as you know my team can get behind it and we can get behind it together, I knew that we were gonna find a way to make it really special. And you know now, you could say that it worked out 
for the better because we wouldn't have been able to share this event with a, a thousand people if it had been an offline event. We're actually capped by TED and our TED license to have a, a hundred attendees max. Um, nor would we have been able to do this in AR. So I think it's just, it made it a different experience for me, especially because I've, I've been a part of it for two other years. So it made it a different experience this year with like different goals and different ways to go about putting this project together and this event. That's fantastic, especially you then having the prior years and really being able to compare um, the, the strategy. Are you preferring? Are you preferring this collaboration to the prior arrangement? Um, I, I don't know if I, I would use the word prefer. Um, <laughs> I'm also thinking of my old team over here, you know, and, and they were <laughs> as well. Um, but I think it's just, it, it created a new opportunity and we didn't really see that before. And we may not have considered doing a hybrid or offline event had we not been pushed in this direction. Amazing. And, and tell, us, tell us a bit more about your teams. I know you have um, teammates both on the postgraduate and undergraduate campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we do. It's been, I think, a huge collaborative experience um, this year just because of the fact that we coordinate across campuses and also kind of you even see like there's different age groups now because because PG's involved we're normally used to working with a, like a particular I, I don't know like age <laughs> range <Yeah. laughs> so all of that has been really interesting for me to see but also the way that people engage with it even it being remote and us not having any contact on campus um, I'm really glad that we got to build a little bit of a team dynamic despite of that um, and how the team is kind of organized is through departments and each department has their own goals and objectives right so we have the finance and sales marketing um, communications, which is also um, the person who liaises with their speakers and coordinates everything on the talk side, um, as well as operations. And so with those four departments and then Nicholas who's my vice president and myself, we kind of coordinate everything at a higher level. And then um, with all their team members, they execute and kind of deliver amazing results. So, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Vera. And um, going back to talking about the BEAM collaboration, you know, what sort of weight um, do you think uh, that this new, this innovative event carries for the future? Do you think it's going to vastly affect the TEDx Holt London team locally and, and globally? I would say that, I mean, you know, I'm actually in my fourth year, so I'm, I'm, I'm finishing at Holt now. Um, Apologies, fourth year, everyone. Yeah, yeah, there is fourth year Holt. <laughs> the only reason why I'm saying this, I mean, I'm one of the few who does four, but yeah, the only reason why I'm saying this is because I will now have to pass down the torch, obviously. Um, yes. I won't be around anymore in the future, but what I can anticipate is that uh, the team that will continue to do this won't want to go back, at least not to a full offline event. Um, how they go about that is obviously gonna be up to them, but likely I would see something like a, a hybrid event happening. So if we do get to have people offline as well, why not? And, and now that the event has grown online, I don't think they would cap themselves into not tapping into that. Um, for future years. Thank you, Vera. That absolutely makes sense. And uh, Professor Ali, I, I know you have some strong opinions listening to all that's been said uh, on positive computing and uh, rethinking the way we build technology, if I'm not mistaken. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that perspective? Sure. And I think it's such a nice um, build up onto what Vera said and spoke about this year's events in terms of game-changing and breakthrough technology, right? And I think one of the, one of the elements of game-changing, I think that um, I wanted to bring to today's discussion is this concept of um, positive technology. Now, what is it, right? It sounds, it sounds good, 
<laughs> just, we were thinking about the, right? the back of like, the title it, yeah <laughs> right off the back of the title it sounds actually pretty good um so this can be just in a, in a nutshell positive psychology is let's say the intentional design of technology to enhance uh well-being properties and resilience and happiness in people and when i give you this very short description i mean the first thing that probably comes to mind are applications like calm for meditation or talk space, for example, which, you know, give, um, gives access to mental health workers 24 seven through an application. Yes. Um, but this is not, yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind, but this is not what I mean. Um, so what I mean with positive technology or co positive computing is that we start to rethink how we build technology from the ground up and that we start building technology with well-being properties like autonomy and relatedness and self-efficacy, inclusion and resilience into the design of every single app that's created. Now, the question is, is that, you know, do we really need this or why do we need this? And I think that the answer to this is pretty clear. I think, you know, what we're now seeing over the last 20 years or so, our lives have increasingly become impacted by screens, our mobile phones, our computers, our smart devices. And, and so this, this human to digital relationship has a huge impact on how we think and how we feel and how we behave. And as a psychologist, as a behavioral psychologist, you know, when we, when we try to better understand the nature and the thinking and the behavior of people, we often look at people either individually or within groups, right? The interaction between people. But within this kind of digital relationship, it's about the human to digital um, relationship that we're trying to look at. And specifically these digital platforms, because they're, they're artificially designed, um, that means that these, you know, platforms can be intentionally designed to influence people's behaviors, either for the good or either for the bad. And I think in the last 10 years, we've seen enough examples of digital platforms which have been profiling us to better understand our behaviors, our desires, our interests, uh, to sell us products or to influence our behaviors. Um, we also see, for example, mobile apps that have been designed to create habit-forming behaviors to keep us hooked to our devices, right? Many of us, right. we only want to, want to spend a couple of minutes online, but we find ourselves spending like four or five hours without even thinking about it. Um, and also the content that's fed to us, right? It's, it's done on a, on a very uh, deliberate manner to keep us engaged. Yes. Now, now, look, let's be honest. And I think all of these design features and these approaches are great for business health, but they're not really good for mental health. Now, you know, my, including my own research, there's a plethora of research out there which shows that, you know, a lot of these technologies over time have had a tremendous negative side effects or side effects to our digital consumption from psychosomatic issues like eye strain and insomnia, but also, you know, social media platforms and technologies have had also negative impacts to our relationships, stress, anxiety, depression, and even at a macro level, We've seen how, for example, platforms have been polarizing people, allow discrimination and even influencing voting decisions, right? It, it gets pretty crazy. And I think especially in today's pandemic where mental health and well-being is at an all-time low. Absolutely. And we're, and we're starting to also kind of rethink how we can start using technology in a different way. I think, you know, we, we have to start using the next generation of technology uh, uh, in a different way and such, and therefore this positive technology is something that I'm, I'm, I'm advocating, if I, if I can say it like that. That's incredible. I will have to invite you back, Professor Ali, to talk about this in a little bit more depth. It's such an um, intricate and, and interesting perspective and topic that you've been speaking about. Um, you know, 
Um, I know well that you, you've already had a, a dance with TEDx as such back in 2017, um, and you spoke about refle a reflective mindset, but we'll talk about that as well <laughs> in okay. another episode. Um, in light of that and um, your positing, positive computing stance, what are your thoughts on uh, TEDx's collaboration with Beam? Oh, I think it's fantastic. Um, look, one of the things that we're experiencing right now um, because of the technology is that we've lost a lot of social interaction, right? We've lost a lot of context when communicating with each other online. Um, so, I mean, I think the great thing about technology today is that we can, and we can leverage it to stay connected, especially when we're all working from home. But one thing that we've lost is the richness of our communication, the, the nonverbal cues, let's say, that um, we need to communicate, to taste the air, to really mm -hmm. feel what's going on there. Just to give you a data point, 93% of our communication is nonverbal. We use our eyes, our body language. It's so important that we use that. And this, a lot of it gets lost in the, in the digital realm. And so I think this collaboration with Beam is fantastic because artificial intelligence is definitely one of the technologies that help us to create a much more richer experience that we can start to feel and experience what we're, we're seeing in the digital realm much more than what we'll be doing, like for example, now on Zoom. Indeed. Um, yeah, so I think from that perspective, um, I think it's fantastic. And I, and I think it's a game changer, as Vera said, as well, right? And I think that technology is something that we definitely need to, uh, to start thinking about how we can use that more for the future, especially if we're gonna be more engaged in these kind of online um, conferences or TEDx events for the future. Absolutely, thank you, Ali. Um, and, and then it's, it's positive then, <laughs> in summary, um, fantastic. And Vera, why, why should people attend this event following what uh, Dr. Ali Fenwick has, has just told us? Uh, I think, you know, that's, that's a great question, Havana, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but I just also wanted to kind of piggyback on, on what, what Dr. Ali was speaking about, because I also had, a, had the opportunity to interview Jan. Um, he's the CEO and founder of Veeam. And that, this is exactly what he was speaking about, where the, the objective of the company is to take us back to this communication that we used to have and that, that we're so good at um, kind of as a species, which includes all these other mediums and forms of communication, so gestures and, and gesticulation or the way you sit or um, the rapport you can build with another person, which is very different to that that we can online. So that really, really hit the nail, I think, into not only Beam's vision, um, but also TEDx Holt London's objective in including this other medium um, where you can see the whole person standing in your room. Obviously, it's incredible. That, <laughs> we know that technology continues to grow to make it even more authentic, um, more similar to a face-to-face -face interaction. But I think that's something that we're going to very soon be seeing, but kind of not, not by March 20th, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, that being said, uh, why people should attend our event, I guess there's, you know, there's a multitude of reasons, but um, I'm going to go with not only will they be able to see um, what this AR technology can, can be like for this kind of application, because I think we've seen it for many other applications where, you know, you have IKEA showing furniture or fashion brands showing how, how clothes look, but this is definitely a different use case for it. Uh, but also our speakers, I think, all want to deliver these ideas that they hope will have an impact on the audience. Um, and that's the same that we want for TEDx. And especially for the Holt community, if you know people joining Holt PG or Holt UG in any of the campuses, it'll be a great way for them to take um, a bit of a sneak peek into what TEDx Holt London does and whether that's something that they would be um, excited to be a part of in the future. Um, but yeah, definitely I'm looking forward to the speaker's talk, to how the whole event is gonna 
play out in in not only digitally but also in AR. Um, and I hope that everyone who joins feels the same way. That's incredible. I'm sure they absolutely uh, will do, and their anticipation is the same. And um, how, how can the student, the PG and UG students, get involved for those future occasions? So yeah, for future years, basically we start um, recruiting the team members because we do. Although we fit under the category of you know extracurricular and, and university club, we run our club a bit differently than other clubs do, just because of the fact that we need that long-standing commitment for several months to be able to pull something like this together. Um, so we'll open applications as well for team members and start recruiting even as early as like summer. So there's definitely a couple of positions that remain open once the year starts. So everyone does get a chance of, of participating and applying at least. And then the heads of each departments will go through the interview processes and get back to people. Basically, they might even decide to have a second round of interviews. They're very undecided. Sometimes we've had great, great candidates and it's just a matter of you know, what we actually need and, and the capacity we have. Um, and then after that, by September, you know, and, and you can kind of count on being a TEDxer for the rest of the year. Amazing. And for the event on the 20th of March, um, is there an application that those attending download? How, do, how does that work? Um, it should be super straightforward. So basically everyone just has to go into our website, tedxholtlondon.com and they can register there. Um, and that way we're gonna be able to send them all email communications that we've been sending out to our attendees, informing them of kind of the steps that they need to take. But I think the good thing about the online event is that it's super easy to access. You just have to go, even if you wouldn't have registered, for example, anyone can just go into Holt International Business School's YouTube channel and we'll, we're gonna be basically um, sharing the event live there, uh, th so through YouTube Live. Um, and that there we are also gonna explain how you can download the Beam app so you can experience it in AR. Cause obviously YouTube doesn't offer that feature just yet. Yes, not but, yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, just downloading the Beam app um, and following the instructions we do and the opening of the events, everyone should easily be able to access everything. Fantastic, that sounds great. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure the thousand signups are also <laughs> really looking forward to it. Um, thank you both so much for coming uh, and talking to us um, at the Hope Pot on this subject because it's you know it's just so popular and I'm sure huge interest uh, to students and faculty alike. So thank you, thank you, Ali. Yeah, thank you so much. And I just want to say that um, again, I think this year's um, topic for TEDx just kind of shows. Um, you know, how breakthrough and innovative Holt is in that perspective, right? And, and, and kudos to Vera and the team um, for putting this year's, you know, uh, online event together with AR. I, I kind of, just, that was some, something that really kind of surprised me in a positive way. And I really think that we're kind of, you know, trend setting even TEDx for that matter of fact. So <laughs> kudos to the team and doing such a great job and uh, definitely look to joining one of the future events again in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Ali, um, for the kind words. And yeah, we we definitely wanted to shock a little with the with the whole AR bit. So I'm glad we've achieved that. Um, and thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you both. They are lucky to have us. There's the conclusion. Listeners, <laughs> TEDx is lucky to have us. Thank you both. Um, and uh, see you again very soon. Bye for now, Holtians. Hashtag Holt Pod. Hashtag Holt Talks.